Hi, so I wanted to introduce our speaker today. It's uh, my pleasure that uh, today we're blessed with having uh, Aaron Robinson and his wife Karen and their family here today to, uh, to share with us. Um, Aaron's been with us some in the past at uh, some of our Christmas Thanksgiving services over at the Lazy J. We've had an opportunity to hear him uh, share uh, God's word in the past. Um, Aaron's involved in the, uh, the Kids Power Company in, in Pontiac. I'll let him share a little bit more about that, but if you would uh, help me to welcome Aaron. Well, it is a blessing to be here with you all. The only thing I guess I'm missing is that uh, last time I was with you all, there was a lot of food spread out. There was, you know, there was... Uh, um, I do want to say first, thank you so much, uh, West Highland, for your investment into us, into the Power Company Kids Club. Um, by supporting us, you have helped um, with many of our outreaches. This has been an incredible uh, year for us, just the growth that we're seeing. And I don't know, no, because it would have been about a year now, um, that you probably don't know that we just launched a campus in South America now. So we are now in the city of Pontiac since uh, 1993, in the city of Detroit since 2015, and on Palm Sunday weekend, we just launched Power Company Kids Club in Paramaribo, Suriname, in South America. Um, thank you, thank you. And that's, that's because of, you know, partnership like yours. That's because of support like yours. Um, it's done as a church, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, I know as a church, but I'm sure that even beyond that, some have just, you know, personally invested into the ministry there. Um, it's, it's such a joy to be able to stand in front of you. And although you may not see any of the children that get on our 15 school buses that travel throughout the city to pick children up, you may not see the flood of children that will sit in our gymnasiums, in our campuses, still every seat that's filled is because of you. And even if you're in this place and you say, man, I've not been able to give to the ministry, but I've prayed for you. Let me tell you something. Your words to the Father sometimes mean more than the dollar. I mean, because by your prayers, God provides. So we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. I'm thanking you on behalf of myself. Uh, Pastor John Gunn, our founder, uh, an incredible team of volunteers. I'm so glad to have not only my wife and my daughters here, but my friend, my brother, my golf coach, Chuck Pottinger, and his beautiful bride, Marianne, is with us from Power Company as well. So it is such a joy um, to be here. I'm going to jump right into the word um, in just a second, but I, I'll be honest, when at the invitation to come and share Originally, what I was going, going to do, uh, just a, a little background information, I, am, I just submitted my final chapter for my PhD thesis in the book of Revelation. I know somebody said, woo-hoo, yes. Now, now woo-hoo is what I was saying when I applied uh, to get to the <laughs> woo-hoo, and then woo-hoo became boo-hoo very quickly. If any of you have done journeys like that, the doctoral journey is a, is a, is a crazy trip. In fact, Right after this morning's service, I'm going to grab my bag out of the car, run into your restroom, and throw on some, some sweats because my wife and my daughters and I, we've got to drive down to Tennessee for what may just be my final doctoral seminar uh, just to kind of wrap up uh, with my colleagues there. But <clears throat> interestingly enough, I was excited. I said, yeah, you know what? 
I'm gonna, I've got a couple weeks together. I, what I'll do is I'll, I'll share some of that work that I've been working on in the PhD. Like, that would be exciting. I mean, wouldn't you want to hear some, I mean, I mean, listen, as soon as people start watching the news right now, like, you know, and anyone who finds out you're doing, you know, doctoral work in the book of Revelation, you turn on the news. So what does this mean? I'm like, listen, 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 not right now. <laughs> okay, not, not right now. Too much in my mind. But then something happened. Oh, just really, it happened this week. Preparing, just, you know, pulling out notes and stuff. You ever just get caught up in a moment when the Lord says, no, nah, that's not what you're going to do? And I, I listen, I do not want to I do not want to get you emotional to just talk to you about the last few weeks that I've had. My own life, just things that are going on, things that are going on just emotionally sometimes, mentally sometimes, some difficult things. And and this it's interesting when you live and you uh not just live, but you you live and you work and I don't is anyone Michigan natives? I mean, you, you were Michigan from birth. I mean, did anyone move into Michigan? You, unless you moved here from Ohio, why? Um, if you moved from Ohio, I, I get it. I, I totally understand that. Um, or Indiana. I mean, they're, they're kissing cousins. I mean, they're just, you know. They're, wait, no one here is from Indiana or Ohio. Are you? Oh, oh, we got the two veterans in the building. They're like, hold on Oh, gosh, they may have guns. Okay, never mind, guys. Um, but, but in Michigan, we really understand this thing called seasons, right? And, and let's be honest, I mean, this is, this is sometimes a church word, isn't it? I mean, if you've been in church for a long time, when you hear seasons, you don't even think, you know, winter, spring, fall, and summer anymore. If you've been in church as long as I have, you hear seasons and you start getting deep in spiritual, right? So this morning, I just want to... Maybe, maybe bring a word. And when I say this season, my sister that stood up here and rebuked this church for not having trees up yet, she was, she was being used by the Spirit. Amen to everything. Listen, listen, I'm going to tell you something. In my house, okay, it's Bronner's, okay? I mean, it's just, you know, okay, TMI, T TMI. My wife decorates our home in Christmas so extensively, the bathroom mats and toilet covers have to change for Christmas. That's, that, that's, we are, we are Bronners. Okay, so I, the word of God, focus. Okay, so here's, yeah, listen, I, Power Company Kids Club, okay, so you're just going to have to roll with me a little bit this morning. But I do want to, I want to jump into the word and, and, and because this is something that the Lord began to remind me of. And I even, even just driving this morning, I just told my wife, I said, God's wrecking me with this. So this morning, if you have your Bible, if you have notes, feel free to use them. But I'll be honest with you, you can just totally tune me out and check out this morning. If you, I'm here to preach to me if I'm not here to preach to you. I'm just going to be, because seriously, the Lord just put something in my heart and hopefully it's going to minister to you all this morning. I really hope it does. Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, if you turn there with me. I'm just going to look at the first eight verses, and I'm sure you've heard this before. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, reading out of the New King James, to everything there is a season. Now, i got to pause and warn you for a second. I might be a little bit of an animated preacher, and I'm definitely not a, a quiet preacher. So I'm not that guy to have you turn to your neighbor and say stuff. Because when I come to church... 
I'm not trying to have conversation, but I am the guy that likes to hear you say certain things. So just say season with me. Say season. Oh, I love this church. Okay. The Bible says to everything there is a season. Say season. A time for every purpose under heaven. Now watch these times. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up which has been planted. A time to kill and heal, break down and build up, to weep and to laugh, to mourn and to dance. There is a time to cast away stones and then there's sometimes you got to go out and gather them. There is a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. I have to pause because this was funny to me. You may not laugh, but this was funny to me. I read that during the pandemic, and I started cracking up. We did not invent social distancing. It's right there in the Bible. Okay, that's just for your notes there. There's a time to gain and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak. There is a time to love and a time to hate, and there's a time of war and a time of peace. That, that very first verse there that we read, to everything there is a season. Say season. season. A time for every purpose under heaven. So before we go into uh, a time of prayer, and then I just want to unpack this word for you for a second. If this is true, now how many believe the word of God is true? So if this is true, then that means that we actually do, not just if you grew up in Michigan, not just if you grew up in the church, but if the word of God is true, then that means that you and I, we traverse this this narrative called life in seasons. It means that we don't just go from birthday to birthday, from anniversary to anniversary, from job to job, from station to station. It means that we actually live life and seasons. How many are going through a season right now? Come on, lift your hands high. How, how many will say, bro, this is a season right now? It's a season. Not all seasons are bad. How many have enjoyed some fruitful seasons? How many enjoy some, some amazing seasons? How many, how many, if your heart had a journal, you have some seasons that you'd rather never visit again in your life? Oh, oh, amen and amen. I mean, how many have some seasons that on your worst day, when you've been offended the most, you would not wish that season upon another individual? How many have had seasons that, seasons? So if the word of God lets us know that life is lived out in the seasons, and surely the word of God ought to equip us for seasons, shouldn't it? Come on, talk back to me, church. Should it, should it not? Yeah. Absolutely. So then how do we navigate these seasons? Well, I'm glad you asked. Well, here's what the scripture says. It says, in this you greatly rejoice. Now, this is for some of us that are going through a difficult season right now. Even though now for a little while, say season. Oh, you can say it louder than that. Say season. season. There we go. Even if for a season you have been grieved by various trials, so that the proof of your faith, 
being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I'm here to remind you this morning that this is just a season. You, see, you notice the ellipsis there because there, there, more has to be said than that. If you're going through one of those tough, difficult, dark seasons, guess what? This is just a season. If you find your place in a, yourself in a place of joy, of laughter, of bliss, guess what? Oh, come on. I see. I, I love where we're going right now. We're going to have some fun this morning. It's just a season. And you know what? If you've been in Michigan, I mean, listen, let, let me, let's, let's, just, let's just think about this for a second. In the past three weeks, see here, see here, you already know. You already know where I'm going, right? In the past three weeks, you've gone from tank tops and t-shirts to parkour coats and winter caps. Now, my daughters will walk around the house in earmuffs and gloves and a gown, so I don't know if that's just seasons or if that's just the daughters. I don't, that's just what they do. But I need to remind you this morning that no matter what season you're in, this is a season, and guess what? Ooh! <laughs> seasons change. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that our seasons do change. Some of us are in such a wonderful season that they're begging you, don't take this season away. But there's a time to laugh, a time to rejoice, but there's a time to mourn. And so you remind us in your word that this is just a season and seasons change. But Father, one thing that we'll never find out is we'll, we'll traverse the pages of Scripture. We'll go from old canon, new canon. We'll, we'll, we'll go from Genesis to Revelation, and we'll never find a verse that says that you change. You are the unchangeable, the immutable God. So we thank you for being an unchanging God in an ever-changing world. Lord, knowing that if we anchor ourselves in you, put our hope in you, God, that you're a God that will help us to navigate through changing seasons. Thank you, God. Amen. So I'm pulling out of the driveway the other day, and like I said, my wife is my wife is Mrs. Karen Bronner's Robinson. Um, and here's the here's no no you know what actually don't 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 laugh don't don't even don't give her props on this because you know what as much as she loves Christmas she will not let me play Christmas music year round. She won't do it, but you know what? My daughter's let me do it. So, ha, 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 ha. So, no. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, we're, we're, I am 100.3. I mean, that's, that's just where I live. Um, but we're driving down, but my wife, she, she's, she, she has this amazing eye for decor. And so, as the seasons change, our, the decor in our, in our home changes. And so, we're driving, we're pulling out of the driveway the other day, and she looks and she says, oh, man, that's got to come down. I mean, she's got this beautiful fall harvest, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the pumpkins and the, the, the hay bales and all that kind of stuff on the porch. It just looks really festive. If, if the fall were a holiday, she'd be the one that has a fall holiday store. 
But she says, man, I wish I had Christmas stuff for, for out here. And I'm thinking, but why would you want to take that down? It looks so beautiful. She, well, the season has changed. We've got friends, and I don't know if there are any in here. Is there any year-longer Christmas tree folks in here? Good. Well, oh, I mean, I mean, I mean, yay! <laughs> I'm gonna get it. <laughs> Can somebody, somebody help escort me to my truck after service? I feel like somebody's gonna meet me in the parking lot. But, but we have friends that, that, that just went on this social experiment, but it was kind of cool. They said, we're not taking our tree down. And every month they change the tree to look like it's a Christmas tree. Like, no, it's not. It's a Valentine's tree. No, that is a Christmas tree with hearts on. I mean, but something happens, though, that season changes in our, in our minds that we want to go to certain things. I, I like going to certain stores because I'm, I'm not a big fashion person. I really, man, I'm just trying to tell you. Thank God for my wife, because I don't know, I would probably be up here in flannels and sweats and boots. I don't, I just, you know, that's not going to work. You're not going to go out of the house looking like that. So, but I like to go to those stores that have like the off-season, off-the-rack stuff, because for certain things, seasons don't matter to me. Hey, here's a watch from Fossil that's $180. I'm going to tell you what I don't have time for, spending $180 on a Fossil watch. But when that bad baby is off-season and it's now $20, all of a sudden, I'm a fan of that watch because the seasons change, so they have to switch out. Y'all know what I'm See, some people are nodding their head because they know what I'm talking about. Okay, so maybe we're not talking about seasons with decor. Maybe we're not talking about fashion seasons. Any, anybody have, like, your one favorite show that you're, you, this is that show that you watch? Come on, anybody. I mean, hands, so I'm the only TV guy in this room. Don't you lie to me. I know you guys watch your show. I'm going to tell you, you ever watch that one show and then they switch out a character and you're thinking, what in the world? What, what happened? My wife and I, we had a show that was our favorite show to watch. It was a nice family show, and our favorite character was just a little girl in the show. And one season, they, they didn't send us an email. They didn't ask us anything. They just up and changed her. I mean, you know, it's a little, it was a little cute little girl. She talked like a And now this little teenager were thinking, who this? I mean, you know, it's just like this. But, you, but we, there's something about we, we, we fall in love with a character and we don't want them to change, Right? Right? We watch our show, we watch our movie, we fall in love with that character, and we don't want them to change, and that's okay if life is a sitcom. That's okay if life was, were, were scripted by some producers that sat down and said, here's where we're going to be in season one, and here's where we're going to be in season five. That's not okay in our lives. It's not okay in marriage. I married Karen at 20, 21 years old, we got married. 22 years old, we, had, we started having our children. My oldest son right now is 23 years old. If I'm parenting him like the same character that I was in season one, we've got problems. I, I have not been to your house. I've not sat across the table with you and your spouse. But if you're still trying to do marriage in season one, but you've been married for 16 years, there's trouble. What about in church? That we're trying to be the same person that we were when we first came through the doors at West Highland. 
You've been here for 20, 30 years now. We're in another season. But you're trying to live as the same character that was casted for 20 years previous. And sometimes in life we forget that this is a Come on, it's a season. And seasons change. They change. So my assignment to you this morning is to help answer this question. How do I bring God glory in this season? First, I want you to, before we move from here, I want you to take a few minutes to just think about the season that you're in. Are you in that season where life seems semi-normal? If you're, if you're here single, think about the season that you're in as a single person. If you're here and you're married, think about what season you're in in your marriage. You have children, what season are you in in your parenting? Empty nesters. There's some that may be widows and widowers here. What season are you in? How do you bring God glory in the season that you're in right now? If you're a business owner, this could be a season of plenty. Or it could be a season that you're, that you're falling in your face daily asking God, please, 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 please. I've been there. Before Power Company Kids Club, my wife and I, we owned, we owned and operated a digital media firm. And there were some months and some years that, oh, Lord, I couldn't even pray for blessing like this. And then there were some seasons that we had to sit across the table and negotiate. So which bill is going to get paid this month? We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't starve. We didn't go hungry. But it was not, hey, let's go get steak. There was no such thing of a McDonald's or a drive through for a season. The only drive through that we were doing, we were going to drive through that kitchen and look in those cabinets and see what we could pull out and make. And I'm sure you've experienced seasons like that. I remember growing up in the city of Pontiac and living in a very transient household that we were moving and moving. We would stay with family members because we'd get evicted. Then we'll stay in an apartment, and then we'll move to a house, back with family. No one says we can move now, so now we're moving into a shelter. Then it's back to family, back to our own place. Then all the shelters say no. All the family says no. And there were seasons that my family, my mom, dad, and five children had to live in a garage. And as a kid growing up in church and seeing seasons like that, this is what God has for us. I didn't know as a kid, Robinson, this is a season. The seasons change. And let's, let's, let's be honest for a second. There's sometimes we're in a season that we brought upon ourselves. Ecclesiastes 3 does not begin to render us unaccountable for decisions that we make. In fact, a lot of the seasons that it talks about are seasons that are a result of our own sin. A time for war and a time for peace, that's not even an issue until Genesis 3. That the seasons are part of the result of sin. But there's sometimes that God just allows things to take place in our lives. So how, how, how do we bring God glory in this season? I'm going to just do this rather... I don't want to rush through it, but I'm not going to be here long. I'm just, I feel like Peter just gives it to it. I, Peter is my favorite figure in all of the New Testament. 
Anybody sometimes can identify with Peter? On one second, you're bold, like, Jesus, ain't nobody going to kill you. They got to come through me first. Ain't you with Jesus? Uh, <laughs> girl, you better go. I mean, it's the man, he was, uh, I mean, one minute he's bold and he wants to step out on water. He wants to build tents. The next minute he's scared of a girl by fire saying, I think you're with Jesus. Well, I think you're wrong. I get it. I get it, Peter. I've been there. But Peter's full of wisdom. Peter's the one that stands up and acts. Preaches to the multitudes when the church begins to grow. He's there at Pentecost. There's, there's something about this Peter. I think we ought to listen to him. So what does he say? In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13, here's what he says. He says, therefore, prepare your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move through. He's, he's really given three instructions here that I want to move through. First is simply this. Prepare your mind for action. How do I bring God glory in this season? Understanding that this season is going to change. You know that you can be redeemed and not ready. The hush across the room says, yeah. You can. That we could stand and we can sing so many songs of praise. We could do outreach. We can be benevolent and all of our stuff. But if our head is not in the season that God has us in right now, so the first thing he says, prepare your minds for action. Because listen, seasons can be distracting things, can't they? Can't they be distracting things? When you're going through a bad, listen, I've seen this before. I've, I, I remember one, one time having, hiring a contractor to do work on my house. I mean, and the guy was amazing with his hands. He was a very gifted contractor, but here was the problem. In that season, for me, he was a contractor. What I did not know is, while I'm hiring him to work on the house, right, he's going through things in his marriage. He was going through a tough season, and so things are, and I'm like, what? I've never seen work so shabby in my life. This is not you. What's going on? And then when I begin to sit and talk, I'm finding out, oh, he's going through a season right now. And it's difficult. Seasons can be very distracting. Not just bad seasons. Oh, help me now. Good seasons can be distracting. Sometimes things can be going so wonderful in your life, in your world, that, the, that your season is not just wherever you are in your home. You could be so caught up on how good business is going at, in your job or your company that you're running that you miss the season that you're supposed to be at home. Or you're so caught up on the good season at home that you miss the season that God has called you to at the church. Seasons can be distracting. What this verse is saying, when he, when he says, prepare your mind for action, there's an implied expectancy for the next season. Prepare your mind for action. King James, any King James in the, in the building, any King James Bible verse? The King James, I believe it says this way, gird up your loins. You know what that was in the New Testament? Even in the old, when, when, when they would go into battle, they had on their, their robes, right? And the soldiers, they would, the gird up, it meant to begin to tighten things around so you can move faster. 
That the, the girding was to tighten up your robe so that it's, you're not tripping over it. See, see sometimes the problem is it, if, if girding up your loins, it means kind of taking up your loose garments, it means that when, we're, when it's time to make move, we can move with stride. When he says prepare your mind for action, it means that you need, your mind needs to be ready that when the seasons change, you can change with it. Are you, are you following me, church? It means this, loose thinking will keep us stuck in season one when God's trying to move us to season two. What kind of thoughts are you letting go ahead and take control of the season? What kind of thoughts are, have you not taken captive and brought them under subjection of Christ and the word of God? That sometimes these thoughts and our thoughts are going to come from what we're watching. Some of us right now are so much more caught up in the news reels. We're so caught up in our social media feed. We're so caught up in the conversation in the break room. We're so caught up in opinions and instead of preparing our mind for action. And what kind of action? Whatever God is leading in you to in the next season. He says, prepare your mind for action. What does that look like? If God brought you through this, what would need to change? Your marriage is in a bad state. If God said, okay, I'm ready to take your marriage to a better state, what would need to change, not about your spouse, about you before going there? I'm going to step out here and say this. What needs to change in the church before a new pastor steps into this position? And this is nothing about the old pastor. This is nothing about pastors. It's about the people that sit in the seats. What do we need to change as a body? To prepare ourselves for this new season. I don't know. I don't have a word for you on that. I'm just helping you to understand that this season that you're in as a church even, it's just a season. And seasons? And are you preparing your mind for that change? Here's the reality. Doesn't matter good season, bad season. If you're in a season of rejoicing or season of worry, season of doubt or fear, a season of waiting, or a season of winning. It's a season. And seasons change. Next thing he says is to keep sober in spirit. Keep sober in spirit. New Living Translation says, exercise self-control. Depending upon the season that you're in, self-control can be one of the most difficult things. How many would say amen? amen? Come on, if you're single, self-control is a difficult thing in that season. If you're married, self-control is a difficult thing in that season. <laughs> Lord, help us when you have children. Self-control is a difficult thing. It's oftentimes hard to to exercise self-control when your mind is in a season that you've not arrived to yet. When he says, prepare your minds for action, it means that, okay, Lord, I understand that I'm in a season and this season has changed, but sometimes we get so distracted looking ahead that we do not become stewards of right now. You ever been there? Oh, man, I tell you what, when, when this... I can't wait till this job situation changes because when it does change, oh, I'm, this is going to... And so now you start doing things out of pocket right now because you're so focused on... Matter of fact, sometimes it's we're, we're focused on the next season or sometimes God has moved us into season two 
And we're still on the, the very first pilot episode. I remember back in the day. And we're not, we're, we're not controlled as we should be in this season because we're stuck in that one. And I'm going to tell you, it's not just us. Look at the account of Scripture. Ask Moses, who had a mind ready to be a deliverer, but he can't control his anger. Look at Abraham, who has a mind ready to be a father. But Sarah, she ain't, she's not catching up with me here. King Saul, who has a mind to hear from God, but he cannot wait to the prophet to return so that Samuel can seek God. When we don't exercise self-control in the seasons that we're in, sometimes we run afoul of doing things out of step with God's will for that season. Even in seasons of rejoicing, if we don't exercise self-control, we can fail. You've heard the, 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 the story of King David and us as he's coming back and they're marching and they're parading like, we're bringing the ark back. I mean, it's, a, it's the marching band that will put Macy's parade to shame. All of Israel is marching and they're excited and King David and we're bringing the ark back and it's about to fall. And because we're so excited about this season, you have this young man who's grown up in the house with the priest who should know what the protocol is here. But this young man reaches out and he touches something that he's not supposed to touch. Why? Because in this season, I'm just so caught up in this euphoric parade that we're in that I miss self-control. Better have the ark fallen to the ground and God cursed the dirt that the ark fell to than him reach his unclean hands to touch it. Maybe it's in our, in our season of joy and rejoicing and all of a sudden God is blessing the business and we forget to begin to honor the Lord with his tithe and our offering. We forget those commitments that we made financially. I don't know. What we fail to realize is that God could give us his mind for the next season, regardless of whatever our season is. But we cannot become so immersed in our thoughts of the next season that we neglect what God desires for us in this season. This is just a season. Now, why are you saying it like you're depressed now? I mean, that's a good thing, because seasons, change. they change. I'm going to just share this with this one last thing. He says to fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Friends, can I submit to you this morning that no matter the season that we're in, young season, I'm not going to say old. Seasoned seasons. Political seasons. Financial seasons. Family seasons. Church seasons. In all of the seasons that we are in, we all have a longing. Even if they're seasons of joy, we have a longing. Oftentimes, our hope is set on our own satisfaction. Or at best, God's glory and. Did you hear that little, the little rumbling of a, 
of a chuckle because we're so because we know it, right? Oh, I just want to see God get the glory, and if all I could just get out of it, Lord, I just want to bless your name. And I don't want to have to go through this. Lord, use me in this capacity. Like we 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 attach these things onto it. He says, fix your hope completely on the grace. And I will submit to you this morning that hope and perseverance, they work side by side. The greater our hope, the greater will be our endurance. But for many of us, it it works like this. My hope is set on episode two. Episode two. But God wants to get you to season two. My hope is set on when we get past this trial, when we get past this circumstance, and God, I can see him looking over the banisters of heaven and saying, I don't want to get you right there. That's the end goal for you. Sometimes we, 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 we have painted, we want to step into the producer's seat, don't we? Don't we? We want to step into the seat and say, this is my finale. And God is saying, when you were in the womb, I knew my plans for you. Paul says in Ephesians 2.10, we are the workmanship of God created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared in advance for us to walk in. Do you trust God with your season? We settle. If I could just get out of this job, if I could just get this person to change, if I could have another year like this, if this candidate wins the election, if this business deal goes through, if I can just find the right pastoral candidate, whatever these, this is what we're looking at. But we attach the the glory of God to that. But fixing our hope on the revelation of Christ anchors us to something so much greater. So let me give you what this looks like, and then we'll pray and we'll worship together. Would Would you stand with me? Here's what Paul says about hope. Romans 8 says, for in hope we are saved. But hope that is seen is not hope at all. For who hopes of what they already see? See, if you can see it right now, that's the season that you're in. You've anchored it to something. But if we hope for what we do not see, with perseverance we eagerly wait for it. And in the same way, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And then it says this, And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And this is the part that we know. And we know that for those who love God, All things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Listen, brothers and sisters, I don't know what season that you're in right now, but it's just a season. Say season. Season. It's just a season. And I'm hoping that this word has hit the heart of someone this morning that may say, you know what? 
I'm tired. This season has been going on for a very long time, and I'm tired. Doesn't say how quickly it changes. Doesn't say how often it changes, but this is a season. Say season. season. And seasons change. But I'm going to step over here for a second. Not that there's one on this side of the room and the other on this side of the room. But as much as that there are some that are going through some very difficult seasons, there are some that feel like now you've just made it to that side of God's favor. And this is what the rest of life is going to look like. But even in moments of favor, it's just a season. Say season. season. And seasons change. And that's not to prophesy that doom and gloom is coming. It's just to remind you that we live life in seasons. And that whatever God has next for you, it is by his spirit that you are going to be able to walk next into that season. Be sober. Have self-control. And fix your eyes, not on episode two, not even on season two, but fix your eyes on the one who changes not. Can we pray? Father, I thank you for the opportunity, the privilege to open your word and to talk with my brothers and sisters this morning. I thank you that, Lord, without knowing names, without knowing their situation in life, Lord, I can share the truth of your word because you know you're the unchangeable, the immutable one. Those who are facing a season right now, God, would you comfort them? Would you help them to fix their mind on you to ready themselves for the next season that you're calling them to? In Jesus' name, amen.